Financial matters are kind of like a jigsaw puzzle. No matter what stage of life, whether you're a millennial, whether you're Gen X, whether you're in retirement. Jay's Corner is the name of the YouTube channel as well as the name of the newsletter. You know, I know it's natural that people shake their head and say, well, you know, it shouldn't be this way or I don't understand why it has to be so complicated. Uh, I'm just going to tell you that that's not, that, that's a different channel. That's a different topic. That's a different discussion entirely. I'm not out here trying to cast judgment on your individual jigsaw puzzle, how the pieces fit or don't. What I do know is the amount of noise that you're hit with is incredible. This is the world that we have. Let's try to do the best with the rules as given. Jay's Corner is here to help. The new edition of Maximize Your Medicare is already available in ebook format. The paperback edition is coming out within a month. Medicare is complicated. There are penalties. There's new terminology. All of that is addressed. Most importantly, the fact is that you need a consolidated strategy. There are important nuances all throughout the book. Any single one of them can totally change your configuration or what's best fitting for your situation. There's lots of information in the world. There are tons of commercials. You get lots of mail. There are videos on here on YouTube. The fact of the matter is, I don't love that approach because of the fact that something can get missed. The official website to the book is www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. Be sure to subscribe to this channel to stay up to date. The Medicare system is going to change. It evolves. It has evolved over the 10 years that I've written Maximize Your Medicare. If I were to tell Millennial Jay what's the single policy, what's the single source of protection that I would want first and is most important, it would have to be short-term disability. Short-term disability is not well known, but the reality is it is the most cost-effective use of a dollar. So even before health insurance, because the reality is you go to health insurance to go to visit your doctor for a, only when you're sick, right? And especially when you're young, right? I can remember 27-year-old Jay never went to the doctor. That, that all said, you know, I grew up in medical household. I would just call my father, late father. The reality is, is that the only time that I would be in threat is if I couldn't go to work. I had rent to pay. I have bills to pay, monthly bills. They don't stop whether or not I go to work or not. As a result, the key thing then is to have a source of replacement income in that instance. Maybe I hadn't saved enough to. Maybe I needed those savings for other purposes. Short-term disability fills that hole right away. Short-term disability fills that hole at the time it's needed most for the event that is the most likely. And that's really your takeaway here, which is I'm not out here trying to tell you that you should need to be insurance poor. I'm not out here trying to say that you should burn your money. However, what I am saying is that you can think about the times that you can't go to work. You're sick. You're not sick enough to go to the hospital. That's much more likely than having a particular disease or something like that and having to admit it to a hospital for some type of surgery. Let's take a look at the price because ultimately, I didn't say that you're, this is irrespective of price. And this is another second takeaway for you, which is that Yes, you know, you could always insure yourself like with 
50 different types of insurance. The problem with it is that the bill on 15 different types of premium are going to add up and basically leaving you with no money. And here it is on the screen and let's just go through the exercise. Let's just check your price and you can see that this can help you a great deal. And let's just choose a state in middle America. Let's just call it Illinois. I usually use Illinois. Um, male. And now let's just call ourselves 30 years old. What does that make me? 1992? So that makes it, let's just call it April 13th, 1992. And my primary job, now you can see with the questions that you're going to be asked. You're going to be able to get an instant answer as far as price. And my primary, my income, and let's call it $45,000. Not $450,000, $45,000. And let's just say ourselves as light labor. And let's just call ourselves in excellent health. So this is many people, and I didn't use too astronomic a, an annual income. It's a, it's a good income. It's not an astronomic income. And then let's say we did not use tobacco. And you can see the rate here. And ultimately, this comes down to price. And now you can see my point. You can see my point that at these monthly benefits, this is the price. This is less than a health club per month, right? And now you can see it. Now, a couple of small things here that you need to understand. One is if we just change this to female, in other words, you have the identical twin to the male. And you can remember the price here was 24. This was the price before. When I recalculate, you get a higher price. Simple reason for that. And childbirth is payable by short-term disability. That's it for today. If you want to get your free quote, just click on the link in the text below to get a quote for this important and yet not really well understood type of protection, short-term disability insurance. I've been making points about trying to talk about the performance of targeted investment funds. Today is not financial advice and never is. Do your own research. But the reality is, is that what ends up happening is when you invest in these funds, you are putting money into a black box to some degree. Now, that is not to question Vanguard, BlackRock, PIMCO, 20th century American funds, you know, their ability, their chops to create diversified portfolios for you. I, I'm not going to dispute that. For those persons who are paid subscribers, I have been making points, insights on how actually those types of allocations are made. Okay, so it may feel like a mystery to you because you just see a line item and you see targeted retirement fund and then you see a result. Well, the reality is, is that putting the pieces together is a known technique. It is known to people who are well-educated and well-informed, okay? And this is far beyond the, you know, kind of what is commonly told to you, okay? There are variations, but it is a very similar theme, very, very similar three, theme when you look across all of the largest groups 
the highest qualified groups when they're creating different twists on these targeted retirement funds. Very, very similar. Here's this article here on CNBC because in 2021, this particular issue occurred at Vanguard. And I'm not going to sit here and talk about the, I'm going to describe what happened at Vanguard. And it's not really to throw a rock at Vanguard specifically. More importantly, what it is that you need to understand the principle because the ripple effects here aren't in this story. They are not in this story. Okay. So let's just talk about the facts first. Vanguard created big tax bills for target date, target date fund investor lawsuit claim, etc., etc. Surprise tax bills. That's basically what this lawsuit's about, right? Meaning that what happened is at the end of every year, inside of your mutual funds, inside of robo-advisors, inside of anything where you have this idea of a black box, are going to be some turnover inside that portfolio. And sometimes that can create taxable events. And this is why you get your forms at the end of the year and says, okay, here's where your di dividends were, here's where your short-term distribution, short-term capital gains were, were, here's what your long-term capital gains were, that you need to claim this on your income tax returns. It gets reported to the IRS. So anyway, here we go. Vanguard is telling you about some, and this lawsuit alleges surprise tax bills. And it goes to describe what has gone on here, elephant stampede sell-off, sell etc. I'm not going to say that that is actually what happened. In fact, what I'm going to tell you is that a similar type of thing here happens across all of these targeted retirement funds, as well as any type of systematic trading type of algorithm that creates um, an ETF or, you know, a particular robo-advisor. That is going to happen. That doesn't make them incompetent. Doesn't. Okay. But this is simply what happened when you invest in one of these type of consolidated instruments. Here we go. And then it creates enormous tax bills for 2021. We're going to get to that and I'm going to show that to you in a few moments. So here's the fees and asset location. The question, the, the heart of the legal claim stems from two types of target date mutual funds makes available to retail and 401k plan investors. It concerns asset location of financial planning principle where certain types of investments are better held in tax advantage accounts to avoid surprise tax bills. So yes, indeed, the idea of asset location is one in is very important meaning that you know when i take a look at other people's holdings etc etc we at least talk in general to make sure that the your understand the principle here the principle here that certain instruments will be taxed or not taxed based on the type of account whether that be something called qualified which is pre-tax 401k ira 403b 457, Me meaning that your capital gains and whether they be short-term, long-term, or your dividends don't get taxed at inception. They get taxed when you move them from qualified to non-qualified. However, if the money is sitting in a non-qualified post money that you've used that has already been taxed, 
not including Roth IRA. Then the results of these targeted funds is then taxable. And here is the reason for the lawsuit. Because what the lawsuit is saying is, look, that the manager mishandled this and created a surprise tax bill because of those distributions at the end of last year. Let's take a look and see what exactly that is. This is the Vanguard website where we're actually, I'm going to take, take a look at a particular retirement fund. It is systematic of kind of what has happened over at Vanguard. I could change the name of Vanguard to someone else, right? Again, we are not disputing or throwing a rock at Vanguard specifically. But now let's go back to Vanguard and here you'll see it here. Here are the distributions. I click to the distributions and you can see it here. Long-term capital gain per unit, which was 4207, you got distributed $7.56 of long-term capital gain. That is subject to income tax. And now all of a sudden, the slip of paper that you got from Vanguard or your targeted fund you know, manager can have this item. It is taxable income. Okay, so if you got $7 of capital gains, and depending on the number of units, let's say you had a seven, you had a thousand of these units, you would then have $7,555 of long-term capital gain that you would have to report and would be taxable. Let me just say one other thing before I go to the punchline, is you can see, in fact, that this happens all the time. Now, this is actually happens throughout the year, meaning there's always some change, portfolio change that happens, and especially under in a volatile world, one that we have now. As of today, March 15th, you're still talking about the S&P all down almost 10% for the year. NASDAQ high to low, something like 15, 17% down from the high. So very volatile world, even before the, Ukraine, the situation in Ukraine. Here, let's take a look at this clips because you can see realized and unrealized gain for this year, 2022. So what you have here is you'll see that they have already booked 65 cents of capital gain. So even if the fund's price is down, which it will be, right? It, which it certainly is. You can see it here, price and, whoops. Let's go to price and perform. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's take a look here. You can see that in fact, right? That the price and performance of this guy is down for this year. And it's not, it, of course, you're going to tell you this, that, and the other, and long-term investment returns, et cetera, et cetera. But you can see year-to-date, as of yesterday, down 11.09%. Again, I'm not going to talk about whether this was reasonable or not. Not the reality is, is based on the way that these portfolios are built. This is within expectations of what I would have believed would have been the result. Okay, and are there going to be variations across the different 
across the different companies and their target retirement fund of 2040? Yes, there will be. Okay. But 11.09, very much what I would have expected. But what I'm, my point here to you here today is the fact that even if down, let's just say today was immediately December 31st, you would have 65 cents of taxable income. I don't want anyone to take away that this is some outlier. It may be outlier because of the visibility of Vanguard, obviously a well-known name in the United States, obviously. And many people are affected. Yes, I'm not going to say that they aren't. The surprise tax bill, though, isn't that much of a surprise. Whether or not that catalyst and the, this lawsuit is, in fact, the actual factual reason, I'm not an attorney. Okay. And this isn't legal advice, obviously. Right. I wouldn't dare. And I'm not sitting there. I've not gone through and looked at, you know, exactly what has happened. And, and there's going to be all sorts of, you know, lawyer talk about the portfolio management, et cetera, et cetera. And whether or not, you know, the buying and selling, et cetera. Do the portfolio managers have the discretion to do that? That's undisputed. Whether or not it created this, you know, big tax bill and whether or not the lawsuit will be successful, I'm not, I'm in no place to say. And I'm also not in a place to say the lawsuit is, you know, pointless either, right? I'm a hundred, like exactly 50% neutral. I have no opinion here on that. I just want to make that very, very clear. I try to make Jay's Corner, you know, as even-handed as possible on all topics. What's the conclusion here? The main point here is that asset location does matter. And not only that, the ripple effects to this type of activity are actually much bigger and more important, and this is not going away in the future. Meaning that it is not only this tax issue on this 65 cents or this tax issue creating $7.56 per unit, per unit. That's $7.56 out of 42, right? It is an enormous capital gain amount in, in percentage basis. There's no question about that. But in addition to that, you can see these other videos. I'm going to flash them up here on the screen. These are not new topics to people here who have been subscribers to the YouTube channel. They are not new topics to Jay's Corner. Which is that the ripple effect here is that these capital gains can affect your individual health insurance premium, they can affect Medicare IRMA, both, because there's no getting away from the fact that you've got to report these to the IRS. In fact, Vanguard's already done so for you. And as a result, what happens is, and people gloss over what this stuff means, but it is the inherent nature of when you are investing in this type of investment vehicle, targeted date fund, 
robo, mutual fund. ETFs to some degree, although that's far more transparent than this, that when you have these types of year-end distributions, that it will affect your income taxes. And sometimes, depending on who you are, if you're, if you're getting the health insurance subsidy, and then you'd been under some idea that you made X, but now you've made X plus the capital gains here. Now what ends up happening is you've overclaimed your tax discount that you will have to then pay back to the IRS that you have underreported your anticipated income. Here's the website to, uh, oh, my favorite book on Medicare, uh, which, oh, wait, by the way, uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll spare you. So let's go here, which is you can see the Medicare IRMA table. So you can understand what is, why the video today. Married couple, you are sitting here right on the border at 182. And now you get this distribution and it bumps you up to 183. Let's just say 183,000 a year. Now both of you have to pay an extra $68 a year from 170 to 238. $68 times two, right? 136 times 12. Okay. So it's, it's, so it's more than another $1,500 in Medicare Part B premium. And then an additional IRMA down here, which is another $25, 1240 times two, 25 times 12, right? Another multiple hundreds of dollars, $300 if I've got it right, one, two, 25, yes, so that is right. Another $300 in tax here. This is why I've been on, you know, on this soapbox, on my corner, to call this the silo effect. What people believed to be independent, separate, different topics are actually not. Up here on your screen is kind of where we're going, right? You can have Jay's, Jay's Corner, the free, the free newsletter for free, right? The paid Substack is $30 a year. If you want me to analyze a particular topic, that's this one. And for those persons, then you can take me for a test drive. I'm very certain that this transforms the way that people consider, take control of their entire financial plan. And for the comprehensive clients, the stable of comprehensive clients that we have, those persons understand that it's not only a particular topic because I'm breaking down these walls in the silos as it applies to their, your particular situation. Thanks for watching. Be sure to like and subscribe to the videos. Speak with you next time.